Shameless Media. wondered if someone's having an affair, if their money is a little suspicious, or if the rumours about their family are true. We think everybody is carrying around a secret. And this show, well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I am your host and ultimate secret sharer. To my left is producer Eilish Gilligan. Hello, Eilish. Morning. Morning. And opposite me today is the incredible Gemma Watts. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. I'm struggling. My voice is already <laughs> losing it. I don't know what happened, but I'm losing my voice. So you two are going to have to carry this episode. <laughs> I mean, based on how much we all talked last time, I just don't think that's going to be a problem. <laughs> we did have lots of fun last mm. time and we are so, so excited to have you back, Gemma. Today, to warm us up, we are going to play a game called Popular Opinion. Ooh, this is new. It is new. Our producers surveyed 100 listeners and asked them to tell us the worst way somebody could betray a friend. Gem, you and I are working together to try and land on the most popular answers from the audience. Eilish, what are the rules? Okay, so you guys need to get the top five answers. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'll give you three strikes. If you answer incorrectly, that is a strike. If you get three strikes, you lose the game. You're working as a team. Yes. I love that. I'm very happy about that. Okay, so Annabelle, kick us off. We asked 100 listeners, what is the worst way somebody might betray a friend? I'm going to say... Sleeping with said friend's partner. Totally. Number one. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Well done. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. An easy ding, one. Ding. Yeah, and that's what I would have said. So now I'm like, ugh. <laughs> okay, betraying a friend. Stealing from them? I would have said that too. That's a good guess, but it's not on our list. Well, good, but I'm not sorry good enough. to all hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep thinking back to that episode that we did together, Gemma. I mean, there are so many ways that one can betray a friend, as we've learned. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think somebody could betray a friend by making fun of them, just being mean. Oh, (laughs) that's like... uh, Should we go more general? Well, I've got a thought that's like a very broad one that mm-hmm. perhaps I'm trying to think how how are these complete strangers thinking maybe just lying to them yes yeah yes. five well, well done. done oh my god nailing it and so my one before <laughs> you're very kind <laughs> <laughs> mine doesn't count because that wasn't you didn't end up jumping in and saying correct or not so we're on one strike uh, no, two I strikes. I don't, oh, no, wait, I, mean, I don't know where no, I'm getting these strikes from. You have no strikes. One zero strikes. I'm going to count that one as discussion. Just discussion. <laughs> nice. We love, we love. Okay. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, what? But you kind of had something that you was wrong. You had a thread that you should have followed there. When oh, had, okay. I, had I not come through with my scissors and gone, snip, snip, snip. <laughs> <laughs> or like bitching about someone or like being caught bitching. Yeah, yeah. So gossiping about them. Gossiping I'll take bitching. Them. <laughs> yes. Okay. Wow, you've really killed this. You've only got two more to get. <laughs> two spots left. Yep. Okay. Okay. So we've got lying to them. We've got sleeping with a spouse. We've got gossiping about them. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, man. What positions are we looking to fill? Have we filled all the top spots? So you're looking to fill number two and three. Oh, okay. Are we a bit dumb? Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> no, no, you know what? We're so nice that I'm like, I just can't think of anything. <laughs> what does betrayal I- mean? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. There's more sex involved. So think about oh, oh sleeping with an uh, their ex. Yes, mother. Oh, okay, that's number two. Oh my god, you only have one more to go, and I don't think you have a single strike. Oh, look at us slay. That's crazy. I, I mean, unless the, my stealing one from earlier, but ignore Okay, are we still looking at like a sex related? Okay, because I was like perhaps a sibling. People get mad about sleeping with siblings. Yeah, I mean. That is a possibility that someone get, would get mad about that, but that's not the answer we're looking okay. for. Okay. Well, lucky we didn't guess it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lucky that was just Ooh, part of the discussion I love again. discussion. <laughs> <laughs> a way somebody could betray a friend. It's something we do on this show quite a lot. Speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look cute. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, be amazing. You mean this show, everybody has a secret? Yeah. Okay. Share their secrets. Yeah. Spill their secrets. (laughs) Well done. Well done. What a fun tie in. We went so crazy last season that I'm surprised our answers weren't like murder them. Yeah. (laughs) Throw them in the river. The last one was spill their secrets. Would you look at that? A very much a full circle moment. You're Mm. right, Gem. So, speaking of secrets, it is time to hear today's one, which producer Eilish will read out for us. Thank you, Eilish. Thank you. Hi, ladies. I know you sometimes get men on the show, but I'd really appreciate my secret going to a woman co-host because I'm seriously in need of some female perspective. You're in luck, Dave. Hello, Gemma. (laughs) I'm a man, if you hadn't guessed. I've been with my amazing wife, Charlotte, for four years now, married for one, and I just adore her. She also has an amazing group of girlfriends. They're a little group of four who are there for each other through thick and thin. I really appreciate what they bring into Charlotte's life. One of them, though, I am becoming increasingly suspicious of. Her name is Arielle, and she was the maid of honour at our wedding. Arielle and Charlotte went to primary school together, so we're talking about a friendship that has now spanned decades. Charlotte would walk over hot coals for Arielle. Without getting into the weeds of it too much, Arielle survived bowel cancer a little while ago, and that experience drew them both closer than I thought possible. Arielle, though, isn't a very good or trustworthy person. Not in my opinion, anyway. For starters, she has a thing for married men. Oh, God. And I'm not talking about a once-off thing. Arielle almost exclusively pursues married men, especially married men at the law firm where she works. She has gleefully retold us stories of her having sex with her boss, who is much older and supposedly happily married with kids. Oh, my God. She's told us about sleeping with her real estate agent, also married. She seems to absolutely get off on the idea that a guy would risk it all for her, that she's so attractive and seductive that these married guys just couldn't help but fuck up their lives for sex with her. On top of that, I'm just convinced she's a nasty piece of work. She subtly makes digs at my wife's clothes and social media posts in ways that I think affects her confidence. Although, if Charlotte knew I was writing this, she'd jump to Arielle's defence and say she's just playing and has a sharp sense of humour. Charlotte can appreciate that Arielle's behaviour is, in her terms, semi-problematic, but she mostly (laughs) minimises and ignores it, making up excuses of, well, it's not her marriage, it's theirs. And she's just blowing off steam before she settles down. 
I know my wife, deep down, doesn't agree at all with what Ariel does because Charlotte has come down so hard on cheaters in other areas of our lives. When it's Ariel, though, it's like a golden ticket. Whatever Ariel does is somehow explainable, somehow absolvable. It's like this golden glow that Charlotte can't see past. Oh, okay, that was the end. Sorry, we put yeah. my page okay. thinking there was more, but so I actually I. cannot mentally handle no, more. No, no, I'm relieved that that's... Oh. Oh, but not so relieved that this is what they're all experiencing. Firstly, Dave, thank you for listening yeah. and for writing in. I've, oh, I've got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> An interesting, oh my God, a very interesting secret. Gut thoughts, initial feelings, Gemma. Ariel needs therapy. Ariel needs therapy. Very much so. There's something significant going on here. She keeps pursuing men who are in relationships. And even perhaps where my mind went when I read that she was also kind of subtly making digs at Charlotte. Oh, deeply, deeply insecure woman. Yeah, this all kind of ties together, it feels like. Gemma, there is lots and lots here to talk through. (laughs) (laughs) We will chat about it all, though, right after the break. Gemma, we're back from break. All three of us have taken a big glug of coffee because we yeah, need the caffeine to get us through this very next Very deep breath. Like, very deep breath. I felt my shoulders creeping up to my mm. ears uh-huh. as the secret went on. Also because that perhaps there, it's like it sounds like such a familiar story, right? Like I don't mm. have anything like this going on in my life, mm-hmm. but it sounds like something that I've heard about before, like stories from friends yeah. where this kind of person exists and where it kind of ties into both her romantic life and also her relationship with her friends. Have you ever had a friend, Gemma, who like seems to neg you a little like Ariel does with Charlotte? I have a very long time ago and I have not had a problem. I a, a very specific example and it's so menial, but I have a friend who I'm still friends with and I pulled her up on it and said, hey, girlfriend, this doesn't make me feel great. We were the same uh, cup size and she would say things like, that's interesting that we're the same cup size because yours look tiny compared to mine. <gasps> and Rude. Just, yeah, just things <laughs> like that. And I'd be like, hey, hun. But it was totally <laughs> just a, a signal of that she was dealing with her own insecurities at the time. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people, when they are feeling insecure, feel that they need to bring other people down to make them feel better, but that's something they got to work through. And I think that's obviously the case with Miss Ariel. Despite everything that's going on here, I find conversations about friendships so fascinating. Yes. Because even me in my own personal life, like I've had instances of this before years and years ago where I've had friends pull me down and I felt that kind of energy. And then on the on the flip side, I don't think I handled the confrontation very well. Like the story you just told, Gemma, you pulling up your friend is what you're supposed to do. But I can recognise in myself that when I've sensed that kind of tension, I just pull back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's easier said than done. Mm. Like I can't sit here and be like, oh, just pull her up on it because yeah. it's not that simple. But I do think there's, if you're close enough with the person, I think there's a way to just go, hey, that made me feel a bit shit earlier. And nine times out of 10, they'll go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That wasn't my intention. And then they'll reassess and reevaluate. Yeah. And here I imagine Charlotte maybe internally subconsciously is thinking oh I've not let this behavior go on because obviously this is Ariel who is responsible for 
this kind of shitty behavior i imagine charlotte's probably like i've kind of let it go on and now i kind of probably maybe need to accept that this is her yeah i also think i mean not to generalize although i will Mm -hmm. i think it's kind of a fucked up female thing where we someone says something that we don't love and doesn't make us feel great we are sort of used to maybe bringing it up and then the other person going, oh, you can't take a joke. And then some of us still have that little internal monologue saying like, okay, just brush it off, be the cool girl. It's way mm. cooler to just laugh it off. And we don't need to do that. Yeah. I'm I'm too old and too tired to oh keep my God. doing that. And there are so many ways to be funny. Yes. Instead of pulling someone else down. That's like one of my least favourite things when someone goes, oh, chill. Yeah, just I hate settle. That. Yeah, so mm. annoying, so so annoying. Do you ever find yourself making excuses for friends' behavior? Oh my god, all the time, mm. all the time. And that was going through my head hearing this. I, I, I've never had a friend behave quite the way that Ariel is, but even friends who are maybe dating someone that I haven't loved, and I can just see this man is going to hurt you, but you you just kind of take a step back and go, you, you kind of got to pick your battles, I guess, yeah. and you've got to let it play out. But I think the difference there is if my friend was dating someone that I didn't love and I thought, okay, they are going to get hurt, that's only affecting the two people that are in that relationship. In this situation, it is going to affect the women that these men are married to, in some cases children. It could blow up the whole workplace. Like Mm. there's so much more that comes into play here. Yeah, definitely. I also think with friendships it's hard because obviously Ariel's behaviour here is like the extreme. Mm. But just generally you will never get a friend that's like exactly the same as you and will act exactly the way you would in that situation, in a certain situation. Here... It's hard because I've definitely had experiences before where friends have acted or I've heard things Mm. of them acting in a way where I would hope that I don't act the same way in that situation. But because you're not necessarily privy to it or like say Dave here is hearing about these things, right? Yeah. It's it's like a step removed. Like for me personally, if I was in this position – it's a step removed. But then for Dave, because he's the partner of Charlotte, he's like two steps removed. So it's like, what can he feasibly do here? I can only imagine how hard it is for him to just sit by and watch this unfold. And then that would be, I I think at the crux of it, Ariel's got a lot of stuff going on that she needs to work through. Her repeatedly sleeping with married men, it's not really Dave's business, but hard to sit by and be like yeah cool that's a person that you want to be friends with yeah her repeatedly negging his wife that to me would be the easier thing to kind of flag because how hard must that be to sit there and watch the person you love probably more than anything in the world Mm. come like walk away from interactions with one of their best friends in inverted commas and often be a bit like down in the dumps. Didn't he say something like, oh, in a way that I think affects her confidence? So Charlotte's not saying, hey, Dave, Ariel said this and it made me upset. He's just kind of, because he knows her so well, is yeah, kind of gleaning from the situation. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely something you could raise. I actually think, though, Charlotte seems like she would make an excuse for that as well. I think she would. I would love to know more about the dynamics of the friendship group and if there's a way you know, maybe if they were all out for dinner at one point, just Dave and Ariel, based on Ariel, she'd probably try to sleep with Dave. But if she, <laughs> if he was just able to say, hey, it would be better if there was a specific 
example that mm. he could use rather than just, hey, sometimes you say things and it makes Charlotte feel a bit shit. If there was something specific that he could point to and say, hey, when you said this, I noticed Charlotte's demeanour changed. That was really hard to watch. Yeah. Maybe just take a beat next time you want to say something like that. And do you think he should flag it with Charlotte before having this conversation that he's going to approach Ariel about it? Because I also think there'd be a world where Charlotte finds out about this and is like, hey, man, you overstepped. I, this, maybe this is toxic and bad advice from me. I probably wouldn't be flagging it with Charlotte beforehand. I think this is one of very, very few situations where the mantra, ask for forgiveness, not permission, (laughs) might actually work out in everybody's favour. Yeah, I agree. I also think that here, what I would do while agreeing with you, my guard is actually saying that I would, if I were Dave, talk to Charlotte about all of this. Oh, yeah. Convention her to be like, wake up. (laughs) Wake up, babe. (laughs) And then hopefully steps can move on from there because then if if Charlotte is in the know about, hey, this is actually, I think, the crux of where this comes from and, like, the truth of this situation because the cancer stuff definitely complicates it. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that Ariel can also be a good friend would be so confusing for Charlotte. I think that they'd need to have a big discussion. And then hopefully Charlotte, being one step removed from Ariel then, would be able to maybe get through to her. It's a complicated one because, and I know this has been talked about on this podcast and other podcasts under the shameless media (laughs) umbrella, that female friendships can become like a sisterhood. They're Mm. so powerful. So if you had to flag bad behaviour with a family member, that's going to bring up a lot of stuff as well. It it can sort of feel like a breakup. So Mm. she's probably too scared to flag things with her best friend because, I mean, almost lost her once before. That's scary. Yeah. I also think the complication here too is because of the past and the fact that Ariel can be a good friend and all of that, probably makes it harder for Charlotte to see that there's a chance Ariel could do something like this to her as well one day. Like what if hypothetical, this kind of thing were to happen with Dave, well, yeah. like you joked about before, mm. then it's like long, like, you know, yeah, you can't I, come back from that's that. Exactly, I, I know I sort of said it in jest, but that's exactly where my mind went. Although props to Dave, him saying I'm becoming increasingly suspicious of her. That is a very nice way of putting it, <laughs> given that this woman is just sleeping exclusively with men who have wives. Yes, and like, children. Yeah, like yeah. that's nothing to be... Oh, I'm becoming increasingly <laughs> suspicious of her. No, you. <laughs> He's like, my spidey senses yeah. are telling me something's up. Yeah, you're on the money here, dude. <laughs> yeah. But like at what point does this become a situation where Charlotte and Ariel shouldn't be friends? Like how much of yourself are you supposed to invest in a friend to help them become a better person? This is the That's thing. That's the question this that I have no answer for. <laughs> it's a, one of my very favourite cliches is you can't pour from an empty cup. And if, she, if this friendship is just draining Charlotte, she's not going to be able to give 100% to her relationship with Dave. To the other friends in this friendship group who, I like, I wonder where they're at. I wonder if there's a way that they can get on the Dave train. And yeah. <laughs> get on no. the Dave train. <laughs> toot, toot. <laughs> mm. Ladies... I withheld some information from you. As you do sometimes, yeah. Tyler, you cheeky thing. In no way is this surprising. <laughs> There's more to this story. Okay. Let Here's... me just... <sighs> Deep breaths, everyone. Okay. Here's what Dave says. Here's where my real dilemma is, though. Oh, for God's sake. 
I truly think Ariel is trying to pursue <gasps> me now. Oh. I hear something. I shouldn't make jokes. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> and this is where I'm desperate for your female opinions. <laughs> oh, this. Okay. Okay. So now we speak. Okay. <laughs> Dear Dave, please uh, ignore everything we said. <laughs> I had never felt this before we got married. I'd seen her go after all these other guys, but never even felt a tinge of flirty energy or suggestiveness from her. Honestly, she mostly ignored me or treated me like Charlotte's boring sidekick. But slowly, ever since our wedding last September, the energy has changed. She suddenly takes an interest in me for starters. She also laughs at everything I say and touches my shoulder when she does so. Stop that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then there's what happened last Saturday oh, night. Dear. Oh, dear. an incident. When Charlotte and I were having drinks at our apartment with our group of friends. Later on in the night, when everyone but Ariel had actually left and Charlotte had fallen asleep on the couch, I was looking for my phone and went into our spare bedroom. All of a sudden, a drunken Ariel had slunk in. When she knew I was alone in there, she closed the door behind her, put her hands on both of my shoulders looked me in the eye and said, you and I are so alike, don't you think? (gasps) Not at all. No, you are so different. Get out of it. She did this thing where she cocked her head to the side and the way she looked at me was different. He's like, my spidey senses again are telling me. (laughs) I'm a little bit suspicious of this woman. (laughs) I cannot for the life of me figure out why she would have come in that room when she knew I was alone in there. I have a pretty good idea. (laughs) You want female opinion? This is it. Yeah. She's coming up to you. <laughs> and she knew Charlotte was passed out unless it was to test the waters and see if I went there. Obviously, I cut it off straight away. I laughed like an idiot and patted her on her shoulders. Very awkward, but I guess it worked. <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> yeah. Because she immediately got the vibe and got the hell out of there. I'd loudly woke up Charlotte under false pretenses and got Ariel out of our apartment as soon as I could. I haven't told Charlotte about this for a couple of reasons. The main one is that I don't know if this spare bedroom incident is categorically flirting or crossing a line. And I fear if I tell Charlotte about it, she's going to make me feel silly for misreading cues or misunderstanding women on some level. The second is, nothing happened. I would never, ever let it happen. So if I tell my wife I think her best friend made a pass at me, am I risking her losing her best friend in the world for nothing? As much as I don't like Ariel, I'd feel horrible for Charlotte to lose someone she says she loves so deeply. These two are like sisters. To potentially ruin their friendship over a sexual advance that had 0% of succeeding feels heavy-handed, maybe? What do you think? As women who know the language of your gender, do you... (laughs) Sorry, that's so funny. (laughs) I love Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think the spare bedroom thing was some sort of sexual advance? What would you ladies want me to do if Ariel was your friend? Tell Charlotte. As people who know the language of our gender. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you should definitely tell Charlotte. There is no universe in which Charlotte hears that story and goes, you're exaggerating, she wasn't coming on to you. She shut the door behind her. Yeah. We're so alike, don't you think? That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a come that's on. A move. That's definitely a move. Yeah, the sh- it's the shoulder touching for me. That's, yeah. You don't need to do that. Keep your hands to yourself, baby girl. I wonder if it would be a bit much from Charlotte's perspective if my 
husband told me that this happened and then for him to follow up by being like, and also, by the way, I think she's a terrible person for X, Y, Z reasons. That's going to be a lot. I don't think you need to. I think this story, again, I joked at the start, like, hey, ignore everything we said before. Actually do. Just tell her this story. That is enough. Okay. That is enough. Honest to God, these rings are like catnip for bad people. I have never been hit on more in my life since I've had a ring. But that's because men men are famously crap. (laughs) It's it's catnip for bad people. Yeah, people generally, you're so right. Yeah. Uh, that's so interesting because me, as a chronic oversharer, I think I would accidentally go into the territory of being like, and then she did this, and then that time she said this about your clothes. I think you could you could have it there in the reserves, but mm. I think you you do it when neither of you are having a drink, when you're just at home and you say, hey, I just wanted to flag something with you. You tell her this story and you say, it made me super uncomfortable. Please mention that she shut the door behind her because that Mm. is sus. Mention the cocking the head. I know the look. When he said she gave me a look that was different, I know the look. And it's like the intense eye contact. Absolutely. What if Charlotte then goes, she's just a floaty person, like we know that about her. Then then you are... That's when you go, okay, well, I do think it's a a little suspicious that she's never shown any interest in me and now that we're married, look at who else she has slept with. I think this is a pattern. Eh? 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 It's so weird to me that the ring is what changed things for Ariel. It's like this weird psychological... But again, that says to me that it's a self-esteem thing. Yeah. It's the the I want to win this person over, yeah. the fact they could go for me even yeah. though they supposedly love the other person, yeah. Charlotte, would be a big win. Do you think there's a chance that Dave misunderstood this somehow? Like, I don't think so, no. given all of the history and the context. I think if he's smart enough to listen to this show, he's smart enough to read us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what do you think? Well, I was actually just thinking about the very beginning of this submission where Dave says that they're like a little group of four. So there's four women in Charlotte's life or three other women in Charlotte's life. So two besides Ariel. I wonder if there's a world where Dave could speak to these other two women Mm. and kind of get a bit of a sense check on his thoughts and the situation, even the situation in the spare bedroom. Because I think what's happening with Charlotte is she's so in denial about the gravity of Ariel's behaviour and insecurity that there is a world where she might say to Dave, like, oh, whatever. This is just her. Nothing happened, so it's fine. I wonder if Dave might actually have a better chance of, like, getting through to Charlotte if these other two women are on his side as well. I have a thought on this. I think Dave goes to the other girlfriends if Charlotte does that. If mm. Charlotte says, no, I'm, that's just who she is. Like, oh, get over yourself, honey. <laughs> <laughs> An insight um, into the way Gemma talks to her father. <laughs> literally never in my life. <laughs> um, I think he goes to the girlfriends if Charlotte responds in that way because if he were, I'm, ju- I'm really just imagining if I were Charlotte, if he went to the girlfriends first and then the girlfriends come to Charlotte, which I think is what my friends would do, and they mm. said, hey, um, Dave told us that Ariel very much wants to have sex with him and he just didn't know how to flag that with you. I'd be like, motherfucker, why didn't you come yeah. to me yeah. first? So yeah. true. Yeah, I, I would feel the same as well. There's also just like the fact 
if he said something happened and then if she responds going, oh, but nothing happened, so what's the deal? It's like, well, do you want something to happen? Like, that's just worst case scenario. Why does that have to be the thing that ruins everything? I do think if he just explains that it made him feel extremely uncomfortable, which he's clearly been, he's felt uncomfortable watching the way Ariel's been behaving for many, many years now. This has just sort of stepped it up a notch. I think if he just, she's his wife. I think if, if your husband says to you, this behaviour made me feel really, really uncomfortable, mm. that's got to hit a nerve. The mm. I feel technique. Yeah. That's supposed to get the other person to understand yes. you. Yeah. But Charlotte, I just feel X, Y, Z. Also, if you just preface the conversation maybe with your understanding of their tight bond. Like if yes. you just go like, I know, like this is why it's so hard for me to bring up, yeah. but I hope that you respect me and I hope that you see that I respect our relationship by bringing it up. Yeah. Mm. I think there's a way to approach it from a place of empathy. I think it would be very easy to be like, yeah, friends are slut and a home wrecker, but that's, that's not going to work. If you come at it with, look, I think she's got a lot of shit going on, which she clearly does. Yeah. She's overcome cancer. She got a lot happening. I think maybe she she needs to talk to someone. This is an experience I had with her recently. It made me feel super uncomfortable. I think it's worth having a chat with her. Yeah, I definitely think have that conversation, broach it in a gentle way because yeah. that's always the right thing to do. But man, Dave, tough. Love, Dave. I my my big piece of advice would be have that conversation with Charlotte as soon as possible because the Mm. longer it goes on, the more hurt she's going to be that you didn't flag it immediately. And then it would also seem like you maybe felt a little something, something the longer you wait. Yeah. Love you, Dave. Love you, Dave. Thinking of you, Dave. (laughs) That is it, everybody, for today's episode of Everybody Has a Secret. Gemma, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And thank you, Eilish, for joining us as well. Well, You've (laughs) got to be here. (laughs) I have to be. It's part of the job, baby. (laughs) To those at home listening, thank you for supporting the show. If you have a secret you are itching to spill, feel free to email your secret to us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com. Everything we read will, of course, be kept completely anonymous. As for socials, you can find us on Instagram at Everybody Has a Secret Pod and on TikTok at Everybody Has a Secret. See you next Friday. Bye. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hi guys, Shameless Media's video producer Charlotte here. I'm abruptly popping up at the end of this episode to tell you about a new series I've been working on called The Tastemakers. It lives on the Shameless Book Club feed and the series explores the inspiration and motivation of Australia's most trusted tastemakers. Hosted by the wonderful Gemma Diamond and spanning across six episodes, we'll hear about everything from beauty to lifestyle and food. One of my favourite episodes to film was with Maggie Zhao. She's such a bookworm and she offered up some really interesting in-depth insights that I really loved. It's so good to see Gemma and Maggie sit down and talk about books and they just had such a fantastic chemistry on the day that when we were shooting, I just knew that this was a good episode. Oh my God. So do you know how we talk about social media and it's like, yeah, like an overnight success, like this person, you know, overnight literally gained a million followers, right? So think of that and now think of the opposite of that. (laughs) And that is me. Tastemakers is made for anybody who is looking for a slice of inspiration from influential women who are ready to offer up their expertise. Search for The Shameless Book Club in your favourite podcast app now, have a listen and make sure to click follow so you don't miss your next favourite episode.